I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. with God in His Word the other night, and this particular passage stood out to me in Matthew 20, verses 30 through 34. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And Jesus stood still, and called them, and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. How often are we like the multitude, wanting people not to bother us or interrupt our daily agenda, thinking these other people, whomever these other people are, are just in the way and don't deserve a second glance. I'm not talking only about the less fortunate and disabled here. I'm talking about anyone God has put in our path that is reaching out to talk, to have some human connection, an opportunity God is placing in our lap to be used to glorify Him and to care about what He cares about. But oftentimes we are too bothered. I'm sure if you take a minute, you can think of times where someone has approached you in the store, not for a handout, but for a conversation. In America, we like it when people just mind their own business and stay out of the way. But was that ever God's plan for us and how to live our lives and our attitude towards others? As I'm reading the book of Matthew again, there are many verses that specifically point out Jesus' compassion and obviously throughout the Bible. But here's a couple in Matthew. Matthew 9, 35-38 And Jesus went out all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers unto his harvest. Into his harvest. We are the laborers, friends. If you have asked Jesus to be your Savior and to be your God, you are who he is talking about. He wants to use you to do his work in other people's lives and bring them closer to him. Another verse is like super stormy over here. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the thunder, but hopefully it's not too loud. Uh, Matthew fourteen fourteen through 16 says, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages, and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not to depart. Give ye them to eat. And then Jesus provided enough food for the whole crowd. Jesus not only healed their sick, but also filled their bellies. You don't need to take any hospitality courses or watch any uh, how-to YouTube videos. Just read your Bible to really see how we are to treat and make time for another. That includes strangers. That means getting outside of your comfort bubble, getting our face out of our phones, and purposely and intentionally engaging with others and allowing God to use us to fulfill their spiritual hunger along with other possible physical and emotional needs. It could be food and it could be a listening ear. And if we are to be Christ followers, that means we do what he did. 
How do we know what he did? We read his word, and he so kindly spells it all out there. 1 John 3.16-18 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Jesus used words and actions to preach his message, his Father's will. It wasn't just one or the other. And if we are to follow Christ's example, we must do the same. Like I said, he gives us his word to know his will, his spirit inside of us for discernment and power amongst many other things. We just have to be willing and obedient. And what's awesome is he extends that same compassion to us and is constantly ministering to us in our needs. We just have to be careful not to get wrapped up in ourselves and keep our eyes on following Jesus and being the laborers he's called us to be, showing love and compassion to others and declaring the gospel. So don't walk with your head down. Pray for opportunities for God to use you. Say, here am I, Lord, send me. Be willing to be delayed as you engage with someone who's wanting and willing to speak with you at the store. Get out of your comfort bubble and go to your neighbors and invest in them and their souls. Give your number out. Give hugs where accepted. Use your mouth and tell them about Jesus. And see how much God transforms not only their lives, but yours. There's a hymn based in Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. I promise I'm not going to sing this week, but you might have heard it. The first couple lines are, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who is unchanging, faithful, and full of compassion. I pray that we follow in his steps, that we pursue him and we pursue others in hopes that they will come to know Jesus. If you have any prayer requests or questions, feel free to email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to y'all next Monday.